picture a place in time where TVs only have 42 channels, where they actually cut off at 12 a.m. And if you missed the show, you missed the show. Let me out. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to <laughs> A Tad Too Far. There's far, there's a little too far, and then there's us, A Tad Too Far, where we take things, throw them over the edge, see if they come up as lovebirds, and if they do, we run off into the sunset with a great new story. If not, then we see them kill each other and come out with the winner and give them a pot full of money. My name is Dietrich. I am here with uh, my co-host, Taj. Hey, how's it going, folks? And we are here with our special guest who has informed us that he is special guest, and therefore then have to do a cold open. Brandon, salutations. <laughs> so, uh, in continuing our, our series and what we were talking about with uh, movies uh, that were sequels and prequels and things of that nature, um, we were talking now about what if you took a movie franchise. And the the proverbial there's there's kind of sets excuse me sets for for time right um, some sequels happen in space some sequels happen back in time or as actual prequel so in this situation what if we were to take a movie and do an actual prequel to it and see how it would actually come out from that situation right what would happen what would be the variables in, in part. And, and how would it actually help shape the form of the movie and, and, and or the, the whole series in this situation? Um, for me, I took one that's kind of dear to heart. Uh, it, the storyline has been out there. They've had about four or five different um, adaptations of it. But mostly uh, the movie series itself went from good to eh, trying to pick it back up in the end with this last one. It just came out. But picture this. What if there was a other planet that okay. consists nothing but robots. Okay. And those robots had two conflicting sides. One would be considered a good side. One would be considered a bad. And they were fighting for the life of the planet. And it just so happens that the planet blew up and... I know where you're uh, going. <laughs> and um, those certain... You know, robots landed on planet Earth. And because of their skill set, they actually had the ability to transform into different vehicles and, and, and animals and things around them. So you're talking about GoBots. Finally, yeah, somebody's talking, exactly about no, talking about GoBots. Yeah. <laughs> No, for those who didn't pick up on it in a couple of sentences, I'm talking about more than meets the eye. Uh, yes, I want to do Transformers. And the reason why I love Transformers, not only because I was around when it actually came out, but 
the reason I really wanted to do a prequel on Transformers in a movie setting is because we've always seen where humans were involved. We've always seen where they take the story and flip it every which way, kind of way, go to the fallen king and things of that nature. We've never seen the actual real life live action battle on Cybertron. What if they did a prequel to Transformers showing the life on Cybertron? And going the actual epic battle before Cybertron died. Okay. What do you, what do y'all think about that? I like it. Yeah. So okay. Take the human element out of it. You don't have any kids running around riding in on, on top of cars, or, or don't have to worry about the pretty girl being in the scene. Like you actually do the whole CGI set movie based on Cybertron and the whole story of how. The Autobots and the Decepticons got into the biggest war on their planet and how that actually wound up coming into ours. Okay. I, I like it a lot. So and so you would want to do this as a as a time travel movie or a prequel movie? I would do it as a um it would you know what? It would actually be uh a time travel because it would be let's say that Optimus Prime was was dying. Um, he didn't have any 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 cubes that he can absorb in order to to keep his life force going, and so he was transferring his his memories and his thoughts uh, to the next soldier that would take his place. So probably Bumblebee or somebody of that nature, right? That's all that history. And in doing so, you saw him going back to the time when he was Hot Rod. You saw him going back to the time of of the actual you know Cybertron Wars and everything that was involved. And then we would get the whole history of how they came to planet Earth and why you have the separate situations. I like it. Cool. For sure. So I uh, I don't know much about Transformers. What? So. Smack yourself. There's, there's a good reason. There's a good reason. So growing up, growing up, my parents couldn't afford any Transformers. They gave me a GoBot. So I watched GoBot. Because why watch Transformers when you can't afford them? I had both. <laughs> I had GoBots and Transformers. Uh, you're spoiled, bro. That's, I, that I explains know. a lot right there. <laughs> yeah, but, but it, I didn't have them. I didn't have the big, the big one though. I wasn't that lucky to get the huge. You're a GoBot, GoBot household out of necessity, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would wake up at five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, and and they would have like rerun episodes of Transformers on, and I was like, yes, this is the <laughs> best thing to slice bread. Yes, I'm all in. And then when you came home in the afternoon, they would have that on as well. It was like, yes, and I don't care if this is the same episode. I'm getting to watch it again. Yes, I was all the way in. <laughs> So yeah, I was definitely a, a, a TV baby, but more so, I loved all of my all of my shows. And Transformers was one of those shows that I just it stuck to my heart. The whole storyline from beginning to end stuck to my heart, and I thought they've never done an actual showing of Cybertron, so this would probably be the best one to go back in time to show how everything got started. And if you took out the human element or the the wackiness of like the L seven crew or anything of that nature and made it its actual own story, it would work. All right. 
I I don't know half those words, but yes. <laughs> I I think I saw the Transformers movie and the, the like the animated one back in the eighties, and then I've seen some of those Michael Bay ones, but uh, I I I don't like those movies. Yeah, I was, I was like, watching for punishment, I guess, because I'm like I watched the first one. I'm like, that was bad. Let me watch the second one. Maybe it gets better. Nope, that didn't get better. Let's watch the third one. Maybe that one's better. Nope. And then I stopped. Yeah. Um, right around that time is when I was like, yeah, this is not going to work. And then they they brought in Mark Wahlberg, the actual Mark Wahlberg. Mark Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Who we learned. Now Jeremy Renner looking like Mark identity. Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, they brought in the Mark Wahlberg. Identity. <laughs> trying to uh, trying to perpetrate the role and, and pick up where Shia LaBeouf were left off, and it was like, eh, this is not going to work um, by any means. Well, what, what upset me is like, I mean, they put too many robot parts in the robot. I mean, because <laughs> you know the Transformers in the cartoons look squarish, and it's like it was hard to tell like facial features or, you know, actually kind of tell where it was a robot, where it was a, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? You couldn't imagine it transforming because yeah. it's just like, it was like liquid metal. You're like, what, what, this is not, you know, if I wanted a Terminator that could transform into a car, that's what I wanted. <laughs> you know, if Pretty I want a transformer, I want to see how, you know, his arm is actually his chassis, you know, where the leg is type of thing. So, I don't want to see 1,500 parts folding out and flipping in the midst of him coming out to say hello. Like, it should be a quick transformation, four or five, and then call it a day type right. deal. But, you know, it didn't work out like that. Hollywood got a hold of it, made it Hollywood, and that's why it kind of came out the way it did. The first one was more of a shock value, which I think that's the reason why people liked it. But if you got into the actual plot line, the storyline of it, they kind of whitewashed the whole situation. So um, if you were to actually see like a whole war or battle on Cybertron with no humans involved, that would actually bring more human element to it. Because yeah. you would be able to get a hold of the characters and see why they do what they do. And even, even Megatron had a purpose for his lifespan. So you couldn't you couldn't really villainize him as much as they tried to do. Like he he was trying to to bestow his people as well and and actually bring back Cybertron so they would have their own place to live and not have to worry about being involved with anybody else. Right. So, like those those human aspects would come out of um out of the characters and that would actually make for a better movie in my eyesight than what's out here in present situation. So, no, for sure. For sure. So, just thought. I, I like it. I like it. So do, do you want to go next, Brandon, or do you want me to go? Or? Sure, I can go next. Okay. Okay. So here's my idea. Okay. It takes place in medieval times. Okay. It takes place during King Arthur and the okay. Knights of the Round Table. Okay. All right. King Arthur is missing. They don't know okay. where he's at. They can't find them. Things aren't going well for the, the round table. They need a warrior. They need a hero. Merlin. They come to Merlin. Merlin is going to pick somebody from the future 
he's going to find somebody in the future, bring them back to the past, to the t- time of the round table. Okay. And so he reaches into the future. He goes into the future and he finds a warrior. And that warrior is Robocop. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Merlin plucks Robocop from Detroit in the future and brings him back to the past. And Robocop becomes part of the round table. And this works out perfectly because he already has armor, right? He kind of looks like a knight in a way. So it doesn't necessarily look like he's from the future. He's just, you know, a man in armor. But he's actually Robocop. And he's got futuristic weapons that can help them defeat their enemies. He's got, you know, his gun. They don't have that back then. Right? So, yeah, Robocop has become now part of the round table. And he picks up the pieces because King Arthur is missing. So Robocop has to defend the kingdom, but also try to find King Arthur. And we got another issue that Robocop doesn't have the fuel, the energy that he needs. So they have to rig something up and they might use like, I don't know, a windmill or water power (laughs) or something to keep his energy going. Or lightning. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, Lightning. Yeah. That's that's a simplistic route. Yeah. Yeah. So basically I just, I want Robocop and the Knights of the Round Table. That's my movie. I like wrong on so many levels. Yeah. <laughs> well, and plus, plus, I like that dramatic end where, like, he he has ten percent battery left, and you know, he he's trying to save somebody, you know, and so it's like, is he gonna make it? And it's like, you know, it keeps going down to like nine percent battery left, right? And then, you know, it, it should be at zero, but you know, you find out that the heart of Robocop is what gives him that extra bonus percentage they needed to save the human before his battery died. So. Oh, I also, I, I also wouldn't mind that, like, he runs out of ammo for his gun. Right. And so he ha- he gets a sword, and he learns how to train with the sword. Robocop with the sword. I mean, how, <laughs> how more cool can it be than Robocop with the sword? <laughs> right. Or he melts the sword down and uses the metal to, to form his own bullets. <laughs> there right. you go. He could do that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so many ways to run with this. Um, I, I would, you know, what'd be funny? Would be so live about this. If you had eighties Robocop as the, as the, um, as the protagonist, and then you had two thousands Robocop come as a time flux and they would actually be the OCP Robocop and they have to go against each other. There you go. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, 2000s RoboCop would be the Black Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Because it, it, it'd, be, it'd be classic because he'd just stand there and the sword would hit him. He's like, what are you doing, citizen? <laughs> it's like, it's like, so, but yeah. Yeah, I like I mean, you, could even, you could even have a great scene where... Excalibur is back in the stone and yeah. he goes over there and tries to pull the Excalibur out of the stone and he doesn't. So then he just 
pulls his gun out and shoots it. I don't know. <laughs> something right. like that. Something You got to have a little humor, something a little silly in it. Let's say he shoots the stone and breaks it. <laughs> there you go. Breaks the stone and then he grabs the sword out of it. I could see that. I, I could roll with that. Yeah. So there's my idea. Okay. I like it. I like it. So, all right. So <laughs> mine is I took a movie franchise that has two movies because the, the third movie has to be the one that's in time, you know, like Turtles in Time taught us, you know. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> no. Anyways, um, what I am doing is I'm having this historian who just, you know, he's cleared his uh, grandfather's name, you know. He's already kidnapped the president once. You know, he's already found a load full of money and, you know, he's researching stuff and he, he found out that, hey, Benjamin Franklin, you know, was creating some crazy stuff. So he finds it and he finds Benjamin Franklin's time machine and he finds out that he accidentally goes him back in time to protect our founding fathers. I'm talking about National Treasure 2, National Treasure 3 in time. Yeah. <laughs> No, Nick Cage as a time I've, traveler. I've never seen those movies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, you, National Treasure. Yeah, you're not missing too much. Um, yeah, um, it, it's actually it's actually uh, I can't even say it's decent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Nicholas Cage, man. That's the end of the day. It's Nicholas Cage. You can't be mad yeah. at Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Yeah. Well, which would you rather have a National Treasure three with Nicolas Cage or Sorcerer's Apprentice two with Nicolas Cage? The definitely National Treasure three. Okay, that's <laughs> we just yeah. He laughed so hard he broke his life. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. There you go. Uh, Wait, what's the movie called? National uh, <laughs> three, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the times of our forefathers. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, National Treasure three forefathers curse <laughs> or some some crazy no time yeah. like that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, it, and and then but the reason why you would get down that trail is like there was some historical mystery, like how something of historical significance ended up discovered somewhere else where it shouldn't have been. He's like, how did that ever get there type of thing? And so it'd be this thing where he goes back in time and he's trying not to mess up, you know, history because he knows what's going to happen. But then he figures out that he was the time traveler that originally put the the, the historical artifact in the place where it was discovered. So it, it's one of those like self self fulfilling prophecy time travel movies. So yeah, yeah. So National Treasure basically, um, Nicholas Cage goes on a wild goose chase in order to find an actual treasure um, map um, that's right. been in a couple of places. For example, one of these treasure points was inside the actual Declaration of Independence. Um, so he had to pull the Declaration of Independence out from the Smithsonian and and able to look up that information to find the piece of the map that he was looking for. And it's like the all of these pieces came through and in all different points of time in order to to find out where this actual money and treasure was buried in United States history. 
And so he goes on a semi Indiana Jones hunt. Yeah, it's like a cross between the librarians and Indiana Jones. Yeah, so to speak. Only it's with Nicolas Cage, so you know it's got some kind of awkward satire inside there um, <laughs> that, that comes out of nowhere. That he does, he's the best at doing that. Like he'll look at you all seriously, and you just can't take him seriously for whatever reason. But yeah, that's that's where that's coming from. So I, I can see it. Um, I don't want to see it, but I can't. <laughs> Yeah. So, but yeah, that was my, my pick. So, and the, uh, and the other movie franchises, you want to put there another episodes in time? No. Um, <laughs> there's so much that I like could mess with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really don't want to. Hey, guys. Um, some, some stuff you just need to leave where it's at. Like, oh, what was the one that I forgot? Um, Lost Boys. Oh. I wanted to take Lost Boys and, and take the vampires there or the one vampire that was there and have him actually, like, take him out of his element that he was in before he got killed and take him back in the past when he shows when the first set of vampires came to the, to the land. Gotcha. And, and, and see how that all formed out type situation. Um, what was another? It was one other movie that I was gonna mess with, but I was like, nah, I can't do that. Oh, Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna take Fast and Furious and go back in time. I was gonna take Vin Diesel's character and, and have him do like a, some kind of time shoot. He jumped in a vehicle, an experimental um, muscle car, and it wound up going so fast that he shot through a time warp. And went back to the fifties and 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 had to race in those cars and those drag races and and hot rides and rat rides and things of that nature. So, yeah, I was gonna mess with Fast and Furious like that. Oh, okay. And that he had to good. save somebody to wind up, kind of like Back to the Future. He had to save somebody to wind up being his mom, and he didn't realize it. <laughs> hey, hey, you just found what? a way that uh, it, how they could bring what's his name back, uh, or. How about yeah. how about if Vin Diesel goes back in time to I don't know the nineteen seventies or late sixties? Yeah, late sixties. But he find he finds out that he has to find his his mother when she's younger, and he has to impregnate his mother <laughs> in order for him to become his own father in the future. <laughs> And he would actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> See, and, and here I thought was you were going to bring back what's his name that died in Tokyo Drift. Oh, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. It used time travel to bring him back to life. Yeah. No, because Han never died. <laughs> Han was actually alive the whole time. So, oh, is he? Oh, okay. Yeah. He, yeah. Han's actually. Sorry. Spoiler alert. For anybody who's waiting on it, we already seen the clips. Han is still alive. Like, yeah, I, I've only seen the first Fast and Furious. That's it. That was that was probably the best one to watch. Everything after that kind of got a little crazy. So, so I did see Hobson Shaw. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I 
I have no idea what was going on, but I watched it. Yeah, I, I honestly fell asleep through half of it. Uh, I can't even lie. It was like <laughs> they tried to be so over the top with it. It was like, yeah, this is not going to work. Right. This, this, it, it can't. All right. So uh, anything else or are we good? All right. Well, this has been a tad too far. You can find this on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and on our website, tadtoofar.com. That's T-A-D-T-O-F-A-R.com. We're part of the Sioux Empire Podcast Network. Please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Bye. More than meets the eye. <laughs> Transformers. <laughs> what was the go boss theme song? <laughs> They are inferior to Transformers. <laughs> <laughs>